Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of What the L. I'm your host, L. Kramer, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. I just have something on my heart that I wasn't actually planning on creating as an episode, but I don't know. I was laying in bed last night about like, (laughs) some of you might laugh, at like 8.30. And hold up, before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to talk about, first of all, my sleep schedule has been so good. I bought this thing (laughs) recently called the hatch or whatever, hatch sleep thing. And it's like this like thing that helps you, it guides you to sleep basically. And it has like these lights and stuff and it's literally helped me sleep so much and it has saved my sleep schedule and now I'm waking up at like decent times and going to bed at decent times. Anyways, just wanted to let y'all know that. So that's why I'm in a great mood because I think I'm getting like actually sufficient amount of sleep for a college student. Anyways, so I was going to bed super early and I was just like laying in bed and I was thinking, I'm like, wow, I remember that really life-changing, profound moment that I had at the age of 16 And today I wanted to talk to you guys about what that moment was for me and how it changed my life and how hopefully it can possibly change your outlook on yourself. And so what that moment for me was, was I went on this retreat-esque thing whenever I was 16 and we went to this like Christian camp type thing in Colorado in the mountains like five hours away from civilization and (laughs) we get there like in the middle of the night oh my gosh let me just bring you back to this moment let me before we get to the good part let me bring you to a traumatizing moment that (laughs) that I look back and (laughs) oh my gosh okay so We're on the way to Colorado and we're taking like two two planes or whatever, or like two flights, not two planes, two flights. And by the time we get there, like the, se- the second flights were like, we're all exhausted. And then we have to get on like a five hour bus ride to get to our destination. And in order to do that, you had to go obviously through the mountains and through all of these very twisty and very like, windy roads and I am the type of person who gets car sick literally like I will get car sick in the back seat of a small car like I have to if you're in my family like you probably know that I get car sick whenever we go anywhere so I usually ride in the front if we're in a small car in big cars I'm fine so like just with that I also get car sick if I try to read in the car so like I can't like you just know that like I I took Dramamine because I knew I was gonna need it but I like I was dying like I literally (laughs) that that bus ride was terrible but at some point the Dramamine knocked me out and I wake up And there's, like, no, there's no light. It's pitch black out there. Like, there's no street signs or anything. And we, they stop us in the middle of the night at 2 a.m. This bus, like, just comes to a, like, screeching halt. And I, like, almost fly out of my seat. (laughs) 
and I'm like, they turn on the lights of the bus and like, I'm literally like seeing spots. I'm like, I don't even know what's going on. And I'm still like passed out from the drama meme because the drama, like if you've ever taken drama, it's like a nausea, like thing, like medicine that knocked me out. And I was like, I was like in REM, REM sleep at that time. And so I wake up in like a freaking state of panic because I was just taken out of my nice dream about god knows what and so we get there and then they're like okay we're here now we have to take all of your stuff out and you have to climb up this hill and we have to go find all of your cabins and keep in mind i'm not the type of person to pack lightly okay i was one of those girls who is like on the cusp of being over 50 pounds on like your luggage being over 50 pounds on the plane like I'm one of those people I've never been the type of two halves to take anything out I've been I've been close but I haven't been I haven't been there so I'm proud of myself for that but I've been very close and so the point was I had to carry a very heavy very like just huge I'm 5'3 this suitcase looked bigger than me it, it just, it was overpowering and I had to carry it up a hill and keep in mind, we're just getting to Colorado. Like I'm not acclimated to the elevation whatsoever. I'm from Lafayette, Louisiana, which is below sea level. Like, <laughs> wait, actually, are we below sea level? Yes, we are below sea level. Yes. Oh my gosh. I hope that didn't sound stupid. Nobody laugh at me. I will be so mad. Nobody, nobody attack me for that just now. Like I swear, because sometimes my intrusive thoughts flood in. Anywho, the point is we get off this bus. I'm like half asleep, one eye open, hair in a mess, probably look like a rat. Who knows? But it doesn't matter at this point because I'm just trying to fight for my life to stay awake. And we get there and this girl next to me, like, I started pulling my suitcase as strong, like, literally, at 16, I was, like, what, 116 pounds, probably, trying to carry this 50-pound suitcase in the pitch black <laughs> of Colorado, and it was, like, 20 degrees, probably, I think it was probably colder than that and the girl next to me started having an asthma attack like she literally couldn't get up because she was having an asthma attack and I literally I don't even it was comical like I felt terrible for her like somebody had to come help her obviously and like we had to pause <laughs> and then like we had to go find our uh, like find our cabins and it was a whole mess and like oh my gosh the shower water smelled like eggs and <laughs> it was just and my feet were freezing the whole night and it was just like it was just a freaking nightmare I mean that part was but it was also still somehow one of the best trips or what mm, mm, it was one of the best experiences of my life because I learned a lot about myself and I went on to go to that trip or a retreat, whatever week long excursion in the mountains where we're doing like all kinds of kinds of like small groups and stuff and like wilderness activities like in the forest and like rock climbing zip lining all types of stuff uh whitewater rafting it was actually really fun and like really cool and I've like I did like I did a bunch of stuff I never thought I would do that was really cool and one day they took us up a mountain and so 
it was two groups of girls and like there was a girl like there was obviously like there was a guys group who like went and did their own thing but like girls went and did there was like two groups of girls the guys were doing their own like doing a different mountain we went oh my gosh I'm confusing myself. There was two groups of girls who went on mountains. For I'm just going to take guys out of the equation. Don't worry about the guys. And so one of the groups of girls was they were given the quote-unquote easy mountain. And the other group was given the hard mountain because they were in athletic PE. And I was in athletic PE because I ran track cross-country and played basketball but I was in like, it was, and there was the volleyball coach that I've mentioned who is very strong and super fit. And so she was like, okay, well, we're going on the hard mountain. Like all of the girls who were in the PE, cause it was like a school thing. So it was like my faculty was there and she was there. And so like, we were going up the hard mountain and oh my gosh, that was, Climbing this mountain, it was like a 10,000 foot elevation mountain. And we were at like 5,000 something before we climbed it. And the tour guide took us on a path that he's never been on. He, he told us that in the middle of the the excursion up the mountain. He, that was very fun to know. And I almost fell off several times climbing up this mountain. And literally a priest had to like make sure I didn't fall because he was standing behind me. And yeah, it was just, it was an, it was intense. Like it was, I think I burned like 4,000 calories that day probably. And it was the hardest thing I've ever done for sure. But it was also like one of the like most rewarding and like fulfilling things I've ever done. Because like once I got to the top of the mountain, like it was amazing because we had mass on the mountain, which is like, if you're not Catholic, it's basically this celebration of Jesus and like worship basically um and like so we had a priest there who like literally led mass on the mountain it was so cool and while I was up there like they were giving us time to like think and like journal whatever and like meditate by yourself for a minute and like so we brought journals and I remember writing something down and um keep in mind when I wrote this I was 16 so like um if it sounds not the best, that's why. But I'm going to read it to you guys. A testimony to those without self-love. So I'm looking out at this mountain and all I can think about is how can I look at this beautiful creation with such beauty but not look at myself in the same way? How come I can find perfection in the mountain's characteristics but not my own? The mountain would not be whole without its curves. The mountain would not be the same if it did not have the beautiful white snow at the top. The mountain lacks trees in certain areas, which makes it more unique. So the question is, why can I see the world, the flawed world, and still find beauty in it? Because it is special, rare, and different. Why do I spend all of this time worrying about how I look when I can see the flaws in the mountain and still enjoy the view? What I'm saying is the mountain's dirty edges and eroded paths make it who it is. And I realized that I need to find beauty in myself just as I found beauty in those mountains. God created me in the image and likeness of him. He made me. He made you. He made us. 
But the difference is we were made in the image and likeness of him, not the mountains. He took his time to create me just like the mountains. And I am just as unique and beautiful as they are. And how can I be so judgmental on myself when I look at the mountains and I enjoy them the way they are? What makes you and I so much more different from them? When we all got up here, we were all stunned by its beauty. Why can't we look at ourselves the same way? We are just as overwhelmingly beautiful, if not more, and special special just as the mountains are. I want everyone, me included, to adjust their perspective to look at themselves with the same eyes they looked at the mountains with. Going back to this time period makes me a little emotional and sad for myself because this was like the beginning of where I started to heal from the brokenness that I experienced at like the age of <laughs> like the just freshman year of high school. Like I just went through some things and I think everyone has hard years, but that especially for me was a very hard year. And I just like think about my younger self and I just like want to give her a hug because she was so sad and so broken and she did not see the beauty that God put in her. And today I just, I just kind of want to reflect on that, that moment for me, that experience and what, how that I feel like we should all try to do a better job of applying that to our lives. And like, to be so honest, I'm making this episode because I sometimes still struggle with it. Like, it's not something that I have, like, I do love myself. Like, I'm at a good place with myself, but, I mean, there's always room for growth. There's always room for improvement. So, just going back to this moment, I think about who I was before that trip and how I felt so alone and felt so separate, like, and divided because... I didn't see myself with the same eyes of amazement that I saw the beautiful, pretty view in front of me. I saw the view in front of me. No, I saw myself, like, I I mean to say is I, I saw myself with eyes of hatred, eyes of judgment. I was my biggest critic, and I will probably always be, but there's only one way to grow and move forward from doing that to yourself and the way to do that is to be mindful of what you say like a big way that I started talking like started moving towards self-acceptance self-love is I started to be mindful of when I'm self-deprecating like as much as the thing as much as you want to say that the things you say to yourself don't matter like whenever you look in the mirror and you're like oh my gosh my hair is so ugly even though I literally do that every single day and I'm trying well maybe not every single day but I do that a good amount when I shouldn't be doing that and that has always been something that I've struggled with because as a girl society tells you to fit this certain standard and if you don't meet it for whatever reason you don't feel like you're worthy and so because of society and the pressure that we put on ourselves I felt like I will never measure up like never and it kind of makes me get a little emotional because I don't know it's just like I feel sorry for her but when I looked at the mountains I 
looked at them with eyes of bewilderment because I thought they were the most magnificent thing I've ever seen, despite the curves, despite the valleys, despite the freaking edge I almost slipped and fell and died on. Still a little pressed about that, but that's fine. Um, the point is, I just, I started to realize, like, how can I look at something that isn't intelligent like me, isn't special like the way I'm special, and think it is so perfect, but cast so much judgment and so much, be so mean towards myself whenever there's this thing in front of me that is special, yes. It is amazing, yes, but it will never compare to what I am because I have a the gift of a soul. I have the capacity to love. I have, like, life to live, and that mountain doesn't. Like, <laughs> that mountain is just part of nature, and I am a child of God, and he created me and those mountains but he created me with the image and likeness of him not the mountains if you still aren't convinced in this statement think about whenever you take a picture of a sunset and you're you're so encapsulated by the beauty of the sunset and you're like oh my gosh it's so orange it's so pink it's like the most beautiful thing i've ever seen or maybe at least I mean, that's more, is that just me? I mean, I don't know. But the point is you see a really pretty sunset and you take a picture of it and your phone is just not doing the sunset justice because no phone will ever capture your true beauty. And you look at that sunset and you're like, this sunset is so perfect. But that sunset is not created in the image and likeness of God the Father, but you were. And that's something that I think is really cool. And whenever I struggle with the self-love thing, I look back at that moment, that turning point for me, where I was able to look past the flaws within myself and start embracing them and stop trying to change who I was as a person. And just because I now had this sense of new identity and new wisdom, I still was young and impressionable. And I was still susceptible to falling back into old patterns. And that's not saying that I'm still not susceptible to that now, because I definitely am. But the point was, just because I knew this doesn't mean I was like I, I had what you call a retreat high for about probably close to three to four months. And I was doing the whole Bible study, read, write, highlight your whole Bible, make it cute, whatever. And like doing that for a really good amount of time and like journaling and just being like really devout and like really in my faith life and doing really good. But grades start slipping, my mind starts falling elsewhere, and I forget about God. And then I forget about 
what I learned and then the cycle just starts over and it just plays over and over for a long time until I finally stumble upon it again and I didn't stumble upon it again until I was probably this was probably like a year and a half ago honestly I was in the Outer Banks with one of my best friends and we went we were leaving that morning and we woke up really early and we went like we attempted to go surfing and like we went for the sunset or the sunrise sorry we went for the sunrise and it was just so beautiful and I like looked at the sunrise and there was just like this moment by myself in the water and I just like reconnected and I realized like this is so beautiful like the colors the ocean everything everything around me is so beautiful but I'm even more beautiful than that because I I'm a person, I have value, I have worth. It doesn't matter what I look like. It matters that I am worth more. I deserve love. I deserve to receive more praise than the praise I'm giving to the sunset, sunrise. Because I have a purpose. I was created to do something. I was created to change lives somehow. I was created to touch somebody's life. We were created all for reasons. And like, believe it or not, you were created and you are far more valuable, far more great than the sunset that you took a picture of. And the reason that you look at it on your phone and it doesn't measure up to what you saw is because it never will. And the standards that we put on ourselves, we will never measure up to. But... Whenever I finally stopped being so mean to myself was whenever I realized that I'm like, wait, I actually kind of do kind of do like who I am. And that was a really big thing for me because at that time in my life, I hated myself. Like <laughs> I I was like I was a chronic people pleaser and I struggled severely with anxiety, FOMO, all of these things, not to say I don't still struggle with anxiety, but I don't know. That's a different episode. But the point is flash forward. And once I got to the Outer Banks and I had that moment, it kind of just like, I felt reconnected again. And I started to appreciate nature more. And for some reason, I always really I've always been just like, I love nature because, and I love the beach. The beach is my happy place because that's where I feel like it's just so relaxing. It's so peaceful. It feels so safe and I love it. But like even the most beautiful places on the earth don't compare to your worth. And once I was able to just like, one time I like was on the beach. I lived at the beach this summer, as I've mentioned, and it was raining and I was on the beach on this like private beach by myself and it was raining and 
I went in the water and I just like, <laughs> I just like closed my eyes and like floated in the water for like a good bit. And I was just like, I'm worth more than anything on like any of the mountains I see, any of the water I swim in, any of that, that I think I worship. All of the idols that I worship will never compare to the worth that God gave me. And I think that really shook my world and it changed everything for me, to be honest. But I still struggle because I don't know, no matter what size I shrink my body to, there's always going to be this voice in my head that's, you're not enough. But now this voice isn't blasting in my ears 24-7. This voice, I was able to find a little volume button and, you know, just like turn it down or turn it like mute. You know, I can mute it now. But back then in the day, like I didn't have that capability because like I just thought it was like my mind was a prison. My mind was it was just that way. Like there wasn't another, there wasn't a self-love journey for me. It was always just like you lived, you lived in the filth and I was more comfortable with living in the filth than trying to be happier and like just create a better mindset and a better space for myself. Because at one point I was comfortable And at one point, you can just get so used to living in the filth. And I got so used to living in the filth and not treating myself with the love and respect that I deserved, which meant in my life that I was surrounding myself with people who didn't love and respect me and didn't want the best for me. And because I was doing this, I was hurting myself. And I was so just like desperate to be loved by anyone that I was seeking it and getting validation from these people who had nothing but terrible intentions for me. Like they didn't want the best for me. And I'm sure at one point or another or another, you can relate to that too, because I'm sure there you've always like, there's always somebody at one point in our lives that we have felt like they're, they were just not right for us. And that's the devil sending people to test you and to try to see you fall. And oftentimes, if we aren't equipped with the knowledge that we are far greater than the label and the credit that we give ourselves, but we often fall victim to Satan's lies. Whenever I start to feel just like very negative, about myself, I often would like just want to go to the beach because that has always been my place. That makes me, that reminds me that I am, my worth is far greater than this beach, but this beach is amazing. And I can't even describe the love that God has for you because (laughs) you are his child. And that is crazy. And even if you don't believe in a God or God 
or whatever you believe in, the universe, whatever, I'm not trying to force my religion down anybody's throat, but, I mean, if we're being real, <laughs> look at the evidence. And for me, I don't need evidence because I walk by faith, and as many others do, you just have to walk by faith, you have to believe, and... I hope and pray that those of you who have not encountered him do one day through somebody in your life. And I would love to get into more details about that with you guys. But I want this to be a platform, not a platform, a podcast for everybody because I feel like personally the Christian community has been misrepresented misrepresented in the past and it I've just felt like sometimes people weren't as welcoming to non-believers but Jesus says you sit at the table with the tax collectors you you hear their story and you don't have to change their minds about what they believe in you just have to love them and if they don't believe in it let them, <laughs> let them not believe in it. Just love them. And sometimes that's all you can do. Like sometimes there's always just going to be one person that you don't get along with and that's okay. Not everybody's going to like you. And that's another thing we have to talk about. Not everybody's going to like you, but you know what? As long as one person does like you and that's you, you're good because that's all you really got in this world is you and God. And your family, hopefully. <laughs> that sounded really morbid. Sorry. I didn't mean to go on a tangent just now about the um, misrepresentation of Christianity. But basically, I just think that can be a conversation we can have another day. Because I don't really want to get into that. Because this conversation, I feel like, has been fruitful for me. And hopefully, fruitful for somebody else. And I hope that... This conversation can be a seed in somebody's mind that needed to hear those words of encouragement because I know I did. And I know even at all types of ages, no matter what phase of life we're in, we can all use some uplifting thoughts every now and then because since COVID, since 2020, life has been weird. Life has been difficult and life has been challenging for a lot of people. And although we like to keep it together and act like everything's fine, sometimes we just need to really just remember that community is key. Like conversation and love is what drives humanity. In retrospect, as a 16-year-old, I was at the lowest point of my life. And I needed something to hang on to. I needed a lifeline to hang on to. And that lifeline for me was the reminder that I'm worth more than all of this, all of these beautiful sunsets, all of these mountains, everything that I think is so beautiful, I'm worth more than that. And even whenever I didn't believe that, I clung on to that. I like literally clung on to it for my life because 
at one point or another, I'm just going to be so honest with you guys. I didn't want to be here. <laughs> like, like, I, it's hard to talk about. Or, I mean, like, because now that's so far from what I want. And I see the impact of, like, what that can do to people. Because, like, I have lost friends from who have taken their life. And, like, I couldn't imagine. Anyways, that's a different thing. But the point is, at one point or another, I didn't want to be here. And that reminded me that I do. Because I'm worth more than anything that I put value in. Besides God because he created me so in those moments that even when I didn't feel it I trusted in that and I walked by that and it took years <laughs> like it took years I'm almost 22 I turned 22 like almost I think literally in like two weeks or like three weeks ish I I don't know how where the time has gone I don't know it doesn't feel like I've been 21 for almost a year like that. The con like the concept of time doesn't make sense. Like I don't <laughs> there's no way I've been 21 for almost a year. Like there's no way I've been uh, like legally drinking for almost a year. That's crazy. <laughs> but the point is I was really struggling in high school like around that time. And I think a lot of young girls and young boys silently do and if you have a child in high school or like you know somebody who's in high school who you care about maybe just check in on them because like you never know what what is going on because it is really hard sometimes like I don't know I just I feel like this generation has it especially difficult because social media is just like a huge comparison slash highlight reel and you can just see everything that everyone's doing so I think a lot of kids are like experiencing like high stress at such a young age and I don't think they should so that's my opinion though but the point is and I just remember feeling like I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Like, this is bigger than me. Like, the things that I'm struggling with right now are bigger than me. And I don't know how I'm going to get to the other side. And at that age, like, it's easy to not see another side, if that makes sense. Because you're so young and you're just, you don't even, like, I don't know. I feel like I was just so, so worried about the wrong things because like you don't have the right your brain isn't fully developed I don't even know like is my brain fully developed no my brain's not fully developed oh my gosh I'm, that's embarrassing I think the human brain develops at the age of 25 right don't it's either 25 or 26 mm, I'm not gonna go check that right now because I was in the middle of a good thought but now it's gonna bother me if I don't hold up I just looked it up and I was in fact correct. It is, the brain is fully matured at the age of 25. However, some sources do say mid-20s. So roughly 25, 26. But 
that is reminding me that I am procrastinating for studying for my psychology exam that I have because I also am in the thick of it within my semester right now. I am <laughs> very in the trenches of this semester taking 18 hours and trying to stay afloat and also keep a social life and have a job and also do a podcast is a lot, but I mean, wouldn't change it for the world. And I think that is all I have to say for that though. But thank you guys so much for listening. It means the world. Please feel free to smash that subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at Eleanor Rose Kramer for my personal or at what the L pod for this podcast and TikTok at Eleanor Rose Kramer zero. And with that, you guys stay sexy, stay savage and stay tuned for another episode of what the L every Friday. Love you. Bye.